Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings, sponsored by BG Products. Be good to your customers with BG. The Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast is your source for automotive industry leaders, innovators, and top performers, providing you with the latest ideas, technology, customer trends, and performance improvement strategies. And now, here's Ted Ings. Joe St. John is the Vice President of Business Development at Stone Eagle F&I. Joe is a great friend of the Fixed Ops Roundtable. He has been involved with so many of our events since the early days. He's mesmerizing in what he said to our audience and in the way he makes his delivery. And there's really nobody else, everybody, in the industry like Joe St. John. Joe, welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Ted Ings, I am so excited to be here with the one and only Mr. Ted Ings. I um every time I get to show up and talk fixed ops, I get just juiced. When I find out it's like fixed ops roundtable day, I just can't wait, man. And I tell you, Joe, you always bring the thunder, and you got a lot to share with us today. And I don't want to steal your thunder, okay? So I'm gonna let you go ahead and take the floor, and uh, it's all yours, my friend. Man, well, I'm so glad to be here, Ted. So today what I want to talk about is I think something that everybody in our industry is talking about, and that's online transparency. And so I think that when you think about online transparency, what I want to do today is walk through what this actually means and what the impact of this can actually be for the dealers that are paying attention right now. So I'm, I want to talk about what I, I want to go through. So at Stone Eagle, we do business with over 6,400 dealers. We provide metrics and analytics. Um, and, and, and the way that we do that is we really like analyze and normalize the like standardizing the set of F&I data coming out of DMS systems that we can report back on. And so what we looked at was 25 million automotive sales transactions. That's from January 19 until today. Uh, and what we wanted to understand was what's actually happening in the world of, of, of where the rubber meets the road at the transactional level of an automotive purchase. And the reason we wanted to look at that was to understand if the narratives that we're hearing in the industry are real, what is, you know, what can we validate, what can we invalidate? And so, you know, when I think about the title of this, which is, is, is you know, is automotive transparency the death of profitability? I've been very near and dear to this point of of retail transparency on the sales side. And I think when you think about um, where we're at today, you know, according to a recent study by NADA on digital retail, in 2018, less than 5% of dealers had a payment calculator on their website in any way, shape, or form. So literally, and, and I remember it like very clearly, right? 2017, I was at the convention with one of four companies that were doing payments on a website or online F&I. It wasn't even called digital retail then. And I can remember distinctly friends of mine that were dealers that I got to come to our little suite and meet with us. And they would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm the one from, from Arkansas. I'd be like, hey, man, you're telling me you want me to like put payments on my website? You've lost your mind. Never going to happen. And when you think about what NADA says, in 2021, 91% of dealers have payment information on their website. And when I think back to that moment at NADA convention in New Orleans in 2017, you know, I think that the dealers had fear that if we were to become more transparent, that the outcome would be continued compression of margin and erosion of profitability. 
And so I think about like how dealers got over that fear, right? Like what kicked us from that place to this place? And I think it's very apparent, right? Like COVID kicked us there. And this is an article that um, I remember reading when we were all locked at home in the early phases and doing webinars. And, you know, Ted, I, it's so crazy to me, like, because I like, I have these very real feelings of like when it all got real, right? Like I remember it was March the 13th. I think it was a Friday. I was yeah. at Bill Knight Ford in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, Bill had just come in from, uh, from uh, the, he'd been at the, at the basketball game the night before in Oklahoma city where the thunder were playing, they got canceled due to COVID. And I remember him showing up and being like, look, this is, this is not, this is real. Like you need to call, call Lori, get her to go get groceries. That's my wife, by the way, like stock up. This is not, this is not going to just blow over. I actually lost a hundred bucks. Cause I bet somebody that it would be over in a couple weeks. And we'd all, <laughs> I literally like Venmo, like a sad face and a mask. And, I, I think back to that moment because it fundamentally changed the way a lot of dealers had to operate. And I remember you and I being on webinars at that time and, you know, friends of mine like Matt Greenblatt in, in New Jersey, who at his, at his three dealerships, literally the city, the state was like, you can't sell cars. It's you're a non-essential business. Right. And what I love about dealers is how like gritty and, crafty and creative we are and it's like oh yeah, yeah we won't sell cars but in our service drive we will talk to customers and then do curbside <laughs> delivery but i think about this because a lot of dealers like matt found ways to get creative by delivering an experience online that allowed a customer to do a lot of the sales process that they normally would have done at the dealership from the comfort of their home and so if i you know you think of this article the yeah. date on this article is May of 2020, right? So I think of like May of 2020 is like the red line of before like digital retail and after digital retail. And so what I wanted to do at Stone Eagle was look at the data sets of 6,400, you know, 40% of the industry and look at was the hypothesis that my friends that came to visit me in New Orleans had about, okay, if this happens, what's going to happen to profitability? And so what I did was we just literally just kind of mapped out front-end and back-end gross on new and used car deals from January of 19 until August of this year, and we put that red line on it. And when you put that red line on it, this is what it looks like. Whoa, whoa. Look at that. Yeah, front-end gross mm -hmm. has gone from you know, 300 a car back in January of 19 to 2,300 a car in August of 2021. Back in profitability has gone from 1,200 a car to $1,800 a car. And you can see where that transition actually started to happen. And now I'm not saying that it's all transparency that's led to this, or it's all the fact that like, you know, the digital retail has created all this profit. There's a lot of market forces out there. The chip shortage and in inventory supply has obviously played into it. The demand of customers needing transportation and wanting to have a car to have access to freedom. All of these things are playing into it. But I think that I can fairly confidently assert that the, the impact of digital transparency hasn't hurt profit. It's helped profit. And I was at Digital Dealer a few weeks ago, and I was at dinner with a good friends of mine that work at a dealership. Uh, they're all at, at, in the Germain organization. And Scott Cassidy, who's the 
F&I director of Jermaine Honda of Beaver Creek, which is right outside of Dayton. I call him the Dayton Hammer, right? And I'm having dinner with him. And, and I asked him, I said, you guys, you know, I, you've been doing digital retail like crazy. I see your you're 80% of your deals are interacting with digital retail before they come in. And your F&I numbers keep going up. What do you think is causing this? What's driving this? And he said, he gave me an answer I hadn't heard before. He said, you know, when customers have control of the process, they seem to make some really good decisions and they land themselves in where they need to be. And he said, you know, they, they land themselves on cars that actually fit into their budget. They don't push themselves to the max of their budget before they ever come to the F&I office. So their ability to have room in that budget is increased because they've actually put them where they need to be. And I thought about this a while and I've, I've been really kind of like, you know, ruminating on all the things that are happening on the sales side of this. And I think that the takeaways are we have to apply this same idea and concept and mindset to the fixed ops world, right? When I think about what we've learned going through this digital retail transformation of the last three or four years, the number one thing is that your dealership doesn't have an internet department. Your dealership is an internet department. And that is just as true in fixed ops as it is over on the sales side of the house. And I think the other thing that we've got to learn is that transparency isn't the eroder of profitability. Transparency should equal profitability at your organization. And what I mean by that, in fixed ops, it's about helping customers to actually see what it is that's so valuable about what you're doing at the dealership for them and helping them to actually make good decisions. And we've got to start leveraging technology to do that. And for me, I think that one of the things that we've got to start doing in this industry is focusing on simplicity. When you think about great technology out there, right? You think about Amazon. Amazon's website's not complicated. It's not even that good looking, right? It's kind of ugly. It's got like this kind of yellowy color and like there's like a button. And I think that for us in our business, we have to realize that customers are attracted to simplicity and that it trumps complexity. And then I think the other thing that um, I'm here to say is that digital engagement can't stop at the point of sale. And I think we've seen it. I heard a, a good friend of mine, Steve Apicella, likes to say, step one, digital retail. Step two, digital abandonment, right? I think that we have to find ways to keep that customer engaged in our fixed ops organizations yeah. by leveraging the same type of connective tissue that technology can provide. And I truly think that in the world of automotive, you know, there's a famous book that a lot of MBA students read and it's like red ocean, blue ocean or red ocean has a lot of hooks in the water, right? There's a lot, there's not very many fish and lots of hooks, the blue ocean, no hooks, tons of fish. And I think that service from a digital perspective is truly the blue ocean of where we need to be applying these thought processes around delivering transparency to consumers. And so I just wanted to bring that message and share with the fixed ops roundtable community today that the, tr the revolution on the retail side is actually delivering incredible outcomes. And if we can take the lessons from that and apply it to our fixed ops, op you know, to our fixed operations, we should be able to deliver those same types of increases in outcomes. Joe, we've heard a lot about transparency over the years at the fixed ops roundtable, but I got to tell you, this is the first event where transparency has really been upfront and talked about by a lot of people. So it's been a rumbling, but you know what? It's here. And transparency actually makes, like you just said, the process easier, prepares the customer, and gives us a smoother transaction once we actually engage them with their vehicle. So spot on, my friend. 
Well, Ted, it's always a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having me on. You've got so much incredible content. This is always like the highlight. Every time one of these come up, I just get super excited. To not only get to be a part of it, but to listen and to learn from the incredible guests that you have. So thanks for having me, Ted. Hey, none more incredible than you, my friend. Um, if people want to reach out to you, Joe St. John, at Stone Eagle and find out more information about what you're up to right now and what you're working on, how do we do that? Yeah, you can email me at jstjohn at se-fi.com or find me on LinkedIn. I'm trying to grow my followers so I can be more like you, Ted. Um, I like to post lots of things, pretty much funny pictures um, and good content about what I see happening inside of this industry. So uh, smash follow and, uh, and thanks for having me on. Joe St. John on the leading edge of what's coming and what is not only here, but here to stay in Fixed Ops. Joe St. John from Stone Eagle here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thanks for joining us on the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings. Sponsored by BG Products. Help your customers be good for life with the Lifetime BG Protection Plan. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or any of our Fixed Ops Roundtable events, or if you'd like sponsorship information, reach out to Ted Ings at area code 212-763-0016. That's 212-763-0016. 212-763-0016.